0: you just clicked into the get your money right podcast the podcast where not only do we want you to get your money we want you to get your money right today is episode number 12 rethinking retirement and why it's really the worst case scenario yes yes. Good news, people. Welcome to the Get Your Money Right podcast, the podcast where we talk about money like it's everybody's business. Because I truly believe we're not good with money because we don't talk about money. And this podcast was designed to change just that. I am your host, the money misfit, Jamar Dupas. And thank you, thank you so much for tuning in again this week for another episode. This is episode number 12. Today, we're going to talk about retirement. Actually, we're going to challenge retirement. Today, we're going to talk about rethinking retirement as we know it today. And if any of you have ever listened to this show before, if you listen to any of my past episodes, you probably already know how I feel about retirement, right? But today, I decided let's take a little bit of a deeper dive. Let's talk about the history of retirement, why we glorify retirement today, the future of retirement and maybe some things we can do about whether or not we want to retire or not. If this is your first time listening to the show, welcome. Welcome. Thank you so much. I don't know how you get here, but got here, but I appreciate you being here. This is the show where we talk about money, and not in your traditional sense. We won't be talking about stock tips or or giving you any of that financial jargon. We try to balance our life with money. And we try to get through and sift through the advice that we've been given by big banks and broke people all our lives, right? Because we know that something is not quite right with the advice that we've always been given. And we know that there's more to life out there than just paying off student loans and trying to live off just a little bit when we turn 65 or 70. Or nowadays, they're trying to tell you, you got to retire at 80. But if this is your first time listening, again, welcome. If you want to get more information, you can go over to our website at yourmoneyright.com. That's yourmoneyright.com. In fact, this is a great show to listen to because we just released our our new course. Uh, It's the Get Your Money Right Roadmap. You can register over at yourmoneyright.com. It's a free registration. The course is free. It's a good audio course. It's going to give you the roadmap roadmap of what you need to do with your money. If you've ever been confused about your money, you ever not known what to do next with your money, if you wanted to get a bird's eye view of how to get started and, and go from where you are today to where you want to be as, as it relates to your money, you want to go to the website and register for this course, get ready to take some notes, you'll be able to ask questions, interact with other misfits that listen to the show. It's going to be so much fun. And we're just getting that started. So if you're interested in that, you want to break the confusion around money, go do that. Go register over yourmoneyright.com. Sign up. Take the course. Listen in. I think you're going to be greatly blessed by it. So with that being said, I'm not going to take up too much more time. We're just going to jump into the goodies today, right? So today, we're rethinking retirement. And before we get into how retirement is today, let's talk about where retirement even came from, right? Like what's the history behind retirement? If you look in like the ancient scrolls and you look at things like the Bible, you look at things and pretty much anything that dates back, you know, past, you know, before Christ's birth, you never heard anything about retirement. Right. Retirement is actually a fairly new phenomenon. And it's funny how it came about because initially retirement was really a punishment. (laughs) Right. At times they even called it like a dismissal. They would kick you out of the workforce. And a lot of it, like many times, became behind, like many things, came out of political uh, corruption, so to speak. Uh, The old people or the elderly people had too much power. And the younger uh, up and coming people wanted to get rid of the elderly people because they were usually in the way of younger people's plans. And we got our first kind of taste of this happened back in in Germany. And what they were really trying to do is, like I said, get get the old people out of the way so they can do what they want to do. And also open up more positions in the workforce uh, because old people were taking up all the space, right? And it's like, we don't have enough jobs. We don't have enough things to do. And old people were kind of running this thing. And there's too many of y'all. And we need to get them out of the way, right? It's the same thing that that happened in in the United States. Uh, You know, with the Industrial Revolution and things like that, you know, everybody, again, everybody worked, right? Even, Even in the agriculture age, everybody got out there. They got in the field. And they they sowed and, and they reaped. They did all that good stuff, but eventually became of an age where you really couldn't be as productive as you were in your younger, day, younger, younger years, right? And that was one of the reasons why people had so many children. They needed people to come out and help them in the fields and help them in the farms. They needed strong backs and all that good stuff, right? Um, but as we became more industrialized and people began to work in factories and things like that, what happened was as people became, got older, they were working on these assembly lines, you know, it became more expensive to keep old people around, right? Because they would work a little bit slower. They would drop a few widgets in the machines. They have to shut down the factory, reset things. You know, it, it would just became cumbersome because they couldn't work as fast and as sharp as they used to. And if they can get these young people in here, pay them a little bit less to get them to work even faster and to be even more productive on these assembly lines this was the ideal thing right um people actually never did want to retire because again it seemed like a punishment they would go retire and do nothing right they if a man couldn't work a man couldn't eat he couldn't be fulfilled he would just kind of would wither away and nobody wanted to be useless Uh, back in the day there was such an emphasis on being a productive uh, asset to society which today <laughs> that's questionable right uh as more and more people you know living on couches are happy not doing anything at all but back then that wasn't the case uh people will retire uh in reluctancy and even today I noticed uh that there are a lot of people who retire and they really don't want to retire they're not really ready to retire we even have people in the fire department they know they can't pick up an axe or anything but they just are slow to retire because there's this fear about retirement, right? Like, what do I do when I retire? If I've been doing this particular profession since I was 18, 19, 20 years old, and here I am 60, 65, that's all I know to do. What am I gonna do now? Even people who haven't worked that long in a single profession, they really don't know what to do because all they've done is work, right? And so, it's bad now. Just imagine how bad it was back then. I think there was even a a story about how this uh, guy in California was trying to make retirement mandatory, right? He was trying to kick people out of the workforce at 60. Like y'all are too old. Y'all need to go at 60, at 60 years old. And if you even think about like um, social security, social security came about You know, and they set the age at 65. But back then when Social Security came about, it was like 1930 or something like that. uh, Men, the average age of life expectancy of men was 58 years old. Right. But the age of Social Security kick in was 65. You fast forward that today, men are living 20, 30 years longer on average. And the retirement age for Social Security is still 65. Actually, I think you can get it at like 62 or something like that these days. Um, So that gives you an idea of the scope and, and even also this is a side subject, but the problem that we're having with Social Security and why Social Security is not what it used to be, right? So when we think about the history of retirement, retirement really came about as a punishment to kick people out of the workforce, to kick people out of their ability to be useful. And today, Today we glorify retirement like it's the big goal. And today what I want to do is I want to challenge that, right? I want to challenge that and I want to ask you to rethink about retirement as a goal. And as we go into this journey and we go to thinking about this, we want to ask ourselves where did this idea of retirement being a goal even came from? Well, one of the reasons retirement became like this gold is one is propaganda, right? Um One of the things that they had to do to convince people to get out of the workforce is to make them believe that retirement was a great thing that you can go off somewhere and you can get in your rocking chair and you can just sit on your porch and, you know, go into your old age and enjoy your grandkids and all of the good stuff. So there's a lot of propaganda behind it um, that still spilled over today because what they would do is they would notice that a lot of the wealthy, In America because a lot of people became wealthy in America they lived leisure lifestyles right they would go down to Florida and that's how the whole Florida retirement community came about and they would live on the beach and in their boats and yachts and stuff like that and what the rich did was sold to the middle class and you can see that today um you can see that in our politics you can see that in our commercials and current day propaganda from uh financial investment um Companies and things like that that they want to sell you the golden years of retirement. but if you if you think about it, the golden years in retirement and what they're selling us is contradictory, right? Because if you look at it, they're talking out of both sides of their neck. Uh, one side of it they say these are your golden years. you'll be able to travel, you'll be able to enjoy your wealth, you'll be able to do all that good stuff and do all the things you've never been able to do. But on the other side, they're telling you that you're going to be in lower tax brackets. They're telling you're going to live off of less than what you're living today because you're only going to take a small percentage off your nest egg. And somehow that math is supposed to add up to a more involved lifestyle, which doesn't make any sense to me. And I'm going to talk about why it doesn't make sense. And I'm going to prove it a little bit later. But let's talk. Let's keep going on about how we got to this point. Right? Because what happened was before today, we got the 401ks, we got the IRAs. And if you don't know what those are, we'll talk about those on later shows as we get into like, you know, the basic fundamentals. Cause I, I realized that I haven't talked about that. And I've had some requests to talk about those basic things of what a 401k is, what an IRA is, and all that good stuff. But that's not going to be the show today. But if you think about before the 401k era, Really, retirement was Social Security and our pension benefits, right? Pensions from government uh, uh, jobs like fire, police, uh, teachers, things like that. And there was also private pensions from the large corporations out there. And these things were set up to help you have a, a great retirement whenever you did leave because they valued employees a little bit differently then. And they also made money off of pensions. I know there's a big deal now. About pensions not being sustainable, but be honest with you, a lot of these companies they paid for their pensions with life insurance policies. So when so and so would die, they would just collect life insurance on them. So they wasn't really, you know, wasn't expensive as a lot of people want you to believe. And where that came from is when the financial markets, when Wall Street figured out that they can get more money in the stock market. And that's where the 401k movement came from right 401ks were really only supposed to be a supplement for high-income employees the ceos and executive board members who uh, and that would help them reduce some of the tax burden that they would have to pay for off top and it would help the company uh, put a little bit of money aside as incentives instead of having to pay all the taxes on that money initially they would give their high paying employees these 401 k so they can defer taxes and give them other benefits wrapped into that. And this was a supplement to their pension. But what happened was, again, the market dis- discovered that, hey, if we can trickle down these 401k plans and we can sell this to the mass public, we can get all employees in the United States and even beyond to invest in a stock market we'll sell them these securities called mutual funds and that way the stock market will have a lot more money in it and a lot more players in it and if we can adopt all these people and get them into the market we can make more money we can take more fees we can we can trade more money we can accelerate it we can accelerate our investments we can accelerate our returns this was a genius idea right Uh, a lot of people don't want to hear this but this was also one of the driving forces behind the feminist movement right if we can get more women out into the workforce we can get more people paying income tax and we can get more production we can get more investment in the economy and things like that not taking anything away from the feminist movement i love it i got two daughters myself i'm married to an amazing woman or anything like that but just understand that propaganda happens we live in america don't be surprised when you hear These things happening because they happen right but anyway i digress so wall street figured out how they can systematically uh get people into the stock market and chip away at pensions by telling people this is the way to go now mind you when the 401k came about uh by the government and approved by the government it was not intended to replace pensions right that was just kind of a uh unforeseen kind of consequence of this deal, especially once Wall Street discovered they can get more and more people uh, into the stock market. And even to this day, 401ks aren't even designed to replace your retirement, right? They're just really there to supplement. Um, So a lot of people believe that they can get rich in their 401k. The 401k is not a vehicle to create wealth, but a vehicle to preserve wealth, right? It's not for you to get rich off of. That's why you can only put so much in it a year, right? And that's the other reason why there's so many fees and all other stuff laid on it. And we're starting to see some of that change. Uh, there's a lot of people be, are, are active are activists over this whole situation and understanding that the 401k industry has been robbing people for a long time. So a lot of people are, are going after that. And maybe hopefully we'll see a change pretty soon with the the fees and stuff that they're uh, laying down on these 401ks that they're not even telling people about. But anyway, so with that being said, so what's, what's the problem with retirement as we know it today? Well, you know me and I like to tell stories. And today I want to share a short story with you, old fairy tale, old fable that many of you have heard. It's a story of the goose that laid the golden eggs and retirement today is very much like the story. And if you haven't heard this before, listen up, here you go. There once was a couple who had a goose. This goose laid golden eggs. Every week they would take the golden eggs from this goose. They would go down to the market and they would sell the golden eggs and they would build wealth. But what happened is one day they said, you know what? We're not building wealth fast enough. What if we just stop waiting for the goose to lay these golden eggs and just cut into the goose and take all the eggs out of it right now? Well, they did that. They cut the goose open and they discovered there was no golden eggs inside the goose. So they killed the goose that laid the golden eggs. Right. Moral of the story is don't kill the goose that laid the gold next. Right. So, how does that relate to retirement today? So, here's how we're told to do retirement we're told to take some money, set it aside, and save it, throw it into some type of investment vehicle, and then accumulate, let's say, a million dollars, two million dollars, three million dollars, whatever it is, 500,000, whatever the number is they want you to accumulate. And then once you get to that million dollars, there's a what they call a 4% rule. Let's say, so you get to a million dollars. And they want you to take out 4% per year, which is about $40,000. And they estimate that on that million dollars, this is just roundabout numbers, by the way, that million dollars at 4% a year, you'll be able to live off of that for 20, 25, 30 years before you run out of money. Well, when you cut into your nest egg like that your nest egg is like that goose right and what you're doing is every year is you're chipping away at the goose you may not be cutting it open like the people in the in the story did but what you're not doing is living off the eggs but you're eating the goose a little bit at a time and what happens when you start to eat the goose is you run out of money but get this we're living longer than we've ever lived before right? And we're probably going to continue to live longer with the breakthroughs of medicine and all the changes we got going on with technology and all that good stuff. Chances are we're going to live to your 90, 100, 110, 120, maybe 130. You don't know, but you're going to be living more longer than, than you are today. So basically what they want you to do nowadays is save up this nest egg, and eat away at it and hope you die before you eat it all. That to me is so crazy. They want you to save as much money as you can and hope you die before you run out of it. That is so morbid to me. And if you're not happy with your income today, what makes you think, or what makes us think that we're gonna be happy with half of that in the future or 40% of that or 25% of that in the future right because if you're only making $40,000 a year it's going to be real hard to come up with a million dollars at retirement depending on you know whatever time you retire and that does not even include inflation right we talked about this in a previous episode of what things cost when i was born versus things now the average price of a car is no longer $8,000, right? The average price of a house is no longer 60, 70, $80,000. The average price of a house is well into the twos and $300,000 range, right? So cost of living is not going to get cheaper, right? I mean, we feel it now, year to year, we feel it. Look at what eggs and and gas and and cheese and bread and whatever else, just your bare necessities cost a lot more today, than they did just a few years ago right and everybody's planning on living on less than what they have now how do i know this well that's what the financial experts have us doing right because they have us investing in 401ks and iras is proof that they are planning for us to make less money or to have less money in retirement how do how is that proof Well, in 401ks and these traditional IRAs, you don't pay taxes today, you pay taxes in the future, right? And one of the reasons you would do that is because you believe that if you were to take that money today, that you would pay higher taxes today because you're in a higher tax bracket than you would when you retire because you assume that you will be in a lower tax bracket when you retire, So that's another way they talk out of the side of their neck. So they tell you, oh, you're going to be wealthy. You're going to build this wealth and all that. But at the same time, they're selling you a product that plans, that bets on you not being richer than you are today. That plans on you paying less taxes tomorrow than you're paying today. So that right there is proof that they contradict themselves. And again, look, these are not absolutes. You can look it up yourself, but these are things I'm just pointing out that don't make sense to me, right? I'm like, again, I've always been that kid that asks questions when things don't make sense to me. I, I didn't understand how Christopher Columbus discovered America if we had these so called Indians already here. So I asked the questions, got in trouble for it, but I asked the questions. So that's all I'm doing today, right? But there's even more reasons why the whole concept of retirement as we know it is flawed, right? One, the math just doesn't work, right? You you, you can Google any one of these retirement calculators, see how much money you need to retire. I did this recently um, and I needed to retire off of like $40,000 or something like that. And it said I need to put aside, and I have like 30 year horizon, right? So I had to put aside something like $2,500 a month to be able to retire off of $40,000 a year that included inflation, right? So that included how much things will cost in 30 years, $2,500 a month. That's more than half of what I take home today. Right? So how am I supposed to put aside that every year for the next 30 years? Right? So the, the concept itself is flawed because the numbers just don't work. And if you go and talk to any of these financial advisors that roll you through these general kind of calculators, you'll see the math just doesn't work. There's no way that you can do half the stuff they talk about you need to do. Again, the other reason why it's flawed, it assumes, retirement assumes that you don't like what you're doing today, right? It assumes that you're trying to run away from whatever career choice or whatever work you're doing today. And that doesn't make any sense because, like, these are our most physical in our most mentally able years that we'll ever have 20s 30s 40s 50s why waste that youth why waste that energy doing something that we don't want to be doing right so it's assuming that whatever you're doing today you're trying to run away from it as far as possible if that is the case I'm going to ask you to reconsider your career and maybe start start making some moves to maybe getting into something that you can see yourself doing for a long time or just seeing yourself doing until you're ready to get on to the next thing. Right? So the other reason why it's flaws, like I said earlier, is it doesn't include inflation, right? They don't think about what things are going to cost in the future. Nobody really knows what things are going to cost in the future. Right? But if you try to base this arbitrary number of this arbitrary, Nest egg you're trying to build, it's kind of hard to do. I don't even know what things are going to cost next year, let alone what things are going to cost 30, 40 years from now, right? Who can figure that out? Nobody can, right? We don't know where we're going to be, right? And this is just why I say the idea of retirement as we know it today is flawed, right? And if you don't believe me, if you want to get a glimpse of what your career is going to look like if you continue to do what you're doing, just uh, look at your job and look at the person that's been there for 20 and 30 years and just look at that person right look at that person and ask yourself do you want their life do you want their lifestyle right let's look at other people that you know who've worked for 30 40 years and they're retired today do you want their lifestyle if so go do what they did take advice from them If not, you might wanna do the opposite of what they did, right? I know people who even have great retirements and great pensions that still don't really like retirement because they don't know what they're gonna do, right? They're still trying to figure out what they're gonna do with their, their lives. And it's hard to find fulfillment when you've not tried to find fulfillment before or if you've only found fulfillment in your work, in your past, it's hard to do that. It's hard to communicate and to to change your way of thinking when you've been doing something the same way for so long. And remember, me and you, we don't have pensions. Well, some of us do. I have a pension because I'm in the fire department. But even that's under attack, right? There's billions of dollars going towards taking that money out of our hands and switching us over to, you know, 401ks and other type of uh, retirement programs like that, right? but the majority of people in our age group, we don't have pensions anymore, right? We're stuck with these 401ks and not only are we stuck with 401ks, we got student loan debt like no other generation has ever had. They haven't had to deal with this, right? Our parents and our grandparents didn't have to deal with the student loans that we had to deal with, right? One, we didn't know, they didn't know, they just told us we just need to go to school and we just figured out how to get to school by any means necessary. And so we didn't have any foresight or most of us did I'm not saying everybody has student loans, but student loan, the student loan issue is a big issue, right? Uh, even if you didn't have student loans, majority of us have student loans and a student loan death in this co- debt in this country, I said death, <laughs> it's about the same thing. The student loan debt in this country is out of control, right? It is nuts. Our parents didn't have that situation. So you couple that with we're having to take care of our own retirement. We're having to pay our student loans back. And we're still trying to live the lifestyle it took our parents 20 and 30 years to live, which adds to our debt burden even more. We got some work to do. So, the old system of the retirement that they've sold us, we need to rethink it. We need to think about doing something else. We need to think about careers that will give us fulfillment. We need to think about doing work that matters. You've got talent. What are you doing with it, right? We talked about the parables of the talent before. The one that hid his talent, God has taken away from him. Back then in the Bible days, they were talking about money or a wage. But same thing, we can take that word talent and, and think about talent as we know it today, right? Don't hide it. The good book also says your talents will make a way for you. All right? You may not see it right now, but just get started. Start thinking about these things because if you don't, retirement will truly be a punishment for you. It will truly be a very difficult time for you. I get the privilege of helping people in their elder years, but it also allows me to see the repercussions and the regrets from poor decisions and remember these people that are elderly today they've got pensions many of them right we don't have that we don't have those luxuries so it's the time for us to start thinking about what we're going to do differently now i'm not telling you do not save for retirement right but what i want you to do is rethink your thought process behind retirement because retirement should not be the goal retirement is just the worst case scenario and you should plan for the worst case scenario retirement is like life insurance or disability insurance what do you do when you can't work anymore and that's the only way we should be looking at retirement not some dream of finally being able to leave your job because guess what chances are they'll probably kick you out anyway Eventually, I was reading a report that said 43% of uh, retired people didn't want to actually retire. They, in some way, shape, or form, were forced to retire, whether through coercion, whether through getting laid off, whether through disability or something like that. They're not really retiring because they want to retire, right? Almost half of people who do get the chance to retire don't want to retire. Do you think you're going to be different, Right? So the retirement is not the goal, but the backup plan. Put you a plan in place, right? Just like you should have life insurance, just like you should have disability insurance, just like you have locks on your door at home, just like you have car insurance, just like you have an alarm at your house. Some of you guys got a gun in the house in case somebody breaks in. These are worst case scenario things, and they're important to have, but not the end all be all, right? What's better than a gun in a house? A house fortified so nobody can get into it, <laughs> right? Uh, maybe in a gated community, or maybe you got some some Rottweilers or something outside, or maybe you got security at a gate that circles your house the whole time. Now, that takes some funds, and that takes some resources, and that takes some creativity, right? Right. But the worst case scenario, you got that gun in the house. Now, for those of you who are not gun lovers and stuff, don't don't send me emails getting mad about I shouldn't be talking about guns and all. I'm from Texas. Right. So we do guns down here. But anyway. Retirement is a worst case scenario game plan. And you should game plan for it, but you shouldn't plan for it. It shouldn't be your goal. Right. The problem with goals is not that people set them too high is that they set them too low and they hit, right? I can't remember who said that, but I remember the first time I heard this, like, man, that's that's real stuff. Like, that's the definition of mediocre, right? And we need to be trying to run away from mediocrity as much as we can. If you're listening to this podcast, I already know you, you, you're allergic to mediocrity, right? At least if you're not, if you're new to all this, being mediocre is starting to get a little uncomfortable, Right? You listen to this and you listen to things like this and you start hanging around with friends that talk about real regular stuff. It just doesn't feel right anymore because you can feel the shift, the change in your thought process, right? It's that eagle that didn't know it, was a, was a, it wasn't it was was a chicken, right? It knows it's not a chicken, but it's all it's known all its life. But it's not until it gets out of the chicken coop and gets in that tree and spreads its wings and flies that it realize. It shouldn't be down there with those chickens. You shouldn't be hanging out with chickens. I'm not disrespecting your friends or anything like that, but I want to motivate you and I really want you to think about the possibilities. Again, I'm not saying don't save for retirement, but understand saving and wealth building are two different things. 401ks, IRAs, are not for wealth building. They're for wealth preservation. They're for holding on to your purchasing power. But they're not for wealth building. It's time to rethink it. right? right. Let's start thinking about taking many retirements. If you really love that word. You know, go on long vacations and sabbaticals throughout your career. Think about how you can plan to do that over the next couple of years, right? Think about taking a year off at work. Maybe you want to take a year off every seven years or something like that. Use your youth and your health and your energy and your vitality to do the things that you think you're going to want to do in retirement. Start doing it today. Get you some retirement practice, so to speak, right? If you're still dead set on retirement, that way you can start thinking about what you want to do and the things that will fulfill you more than anything if you do decide to go ahead and retire, And I hope that we can retire the word retirement and start really thinking about financial freedom, financial independence, whatever that number, whatever that may mean to you. And start thinking about what true wealth is. And to me, true wealth is being able to do what we want to do, when we want to do it, with whoever we want to do it with. Right. And and you'd be surprised that it doesn't take much money. To really create true wealth. I consider myself a truly wealthy person. Now, is my income where I want to be? Are we financially independent? No. But today I make investments to have as much time as possible, right? Have have as much time to raise my children, to spend with my wife, to read the books, to do this show, to work on our business, to work on our spiritual lives. Those things are important to me because those things to me are true wealth, and I believe it's true wealth because it's things that you can't replace. I, I can't get back time. At least I haven't figured it out yet. My children will, they'll continue to grow. They won't be babies anymore. And if you talk to anybody that has adult children, they'll all tell you, oh, time flies. Even those who don't have adult children, right? Uh, they'll tell you that that time flies and they'll, you, you, you can't get that back, right? I only get one soul. I only get one life to live. So I'd like to live it well and live eternally. Um, so those to me are true, riches, I can always get another job. I can always make more money. Right. I, I know how to do that. If I got to go bust my back and work, I can at least do that. But I've also developed more skills to help me be able to earn income in other ways. Right. And that to me is what the true wealth is. And I remember the first time I was introduced to a concept of uh, the new rich. Right. Like building money and gold and 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 man, mansions and having a bunch of stuff and, and expensive artwork is what the old rich is. But the new rich, the new rich is all about having time and mobility, right? Being able to be versatile, being able to be non-fragile, being able to get up and move whenever you want to, right? Have all the time you want to do the things you want to do. And when I heard about that, it's like, man, I want to be, I want to be the new rich, right? And that's when I learned the concept of lifestyle design. That's why I talk about in the show that one of the four pillars is lifestyle design. Because I think it's such an important thing because if we don't live life by, de- by design, we live it by default. And the default is waking up in the morning to a loud alarm and rushing to work to go slowly in traffic to get there and count the clock until you can take your first break or your first lunch. You Get back to lunch, try to stay awake because you got that Hangover, your coffee's wore off. Five o'clock comes around, we get back in traffic to hurry up to go slow in traffic. Try not to doze off. Get to pick up your kids, maybe pat them on the head. Kids nowadays got 80 hours of homework every night. You may be able to get dinner with them. If they got extracurricular activities, man, that's a lot of stress. You get home, you pass out, you do it again the next day, and you live for Fridays, you live for the weekends. And then the weekends always go by too fast I'm not knocking the nine-to-five lifestyle I'm not knocking any of it especially if you're doing something that fulfills you if you love it that's great that's what we. that's what I want people to do I want people to love what they're doing but if you don't or if you've told yourself that you do like it and you're comfortably uncomfortable I'm just challenging you to do something different have a game plan to Do something more, right? If you're going to do the nine to five thing anyway, you might as well be doing something that really fulfills you, something that makes you feel like you're contributing to society for 40, 50, 60 hours a week instead of doing something you don't want to be doing, right? That's all I'm saying. Again, I'm not here to bash your job. I know a lot of people do. I know it's kind of hot right now to bash everybody's jobs and stuff like that. I'm not one of those people. Again, I still work but I understand that jobs are temporary, right? And they're there as a stepping stone to get me to the next level. And that can only happen if I'm doing things the right way, putting in the right information in my head, managing my money like I'm supposed to, and planning my lifestyle the way I want it to look, right? All right, so that's all I got. Let's recap, real simple, retirement as we see it today sucks. The numbers don't add up. It's a terrible way to live. And to be quite frank, if you're honest with yourself, you'd rather travel today in your youth and your energy than you would at 75 years old, right? That's just, (laughs) that's just the truth. So let's think about, let's rethink retirement. Let's not look at it as the ultimate goal, but the worst case scenario. Let's plan for it. Let's prepare for it. But in the worst cases, let's think about getting bigger. Let's think about having a goose or many geese that lay lots of golden eggs. This could be something like rental properties or businesses or books or music CDs or whatever the case may be. Right. Things that are not completely tied to you trading time for dollars. But you raising up geese that give you golden eggs that you can live off of. In your golden years not you cutting up your goose and hoping you can keep enough of the meat around until you die right so let's rethink that let's rethink what we're doing and that's all i got real quick book recommendation if you want to know where i learned about the new rich and lifestyle design it's a book called the four hour Workweek. it's by timothy ferris it's an amazing book um, anytime I recommend a book on here, I really, really encourage y'all to go get it. Um, I recommended Rich Dad Poor Dad changed my life. The Four Hour Work Week is another one that changed my life. I'll put the link to the book in the show notes. Pick it up on Amazon, but you really, really want to pick that book up because uh, it it'll really it'll change the way you do things, and it gives examples and how you can start small businesses that'll make you a thousand, two thousand, maybe three thousand dollars a month without you really having to be there and you can realize how you can live and take many retirements now instead of later just by setting up these little businesses uh that'll just make a few thousand dollars a month for you and free up some time right so again if you thought the show was helpful share it let's keep sharing this thing out we're still we're uh what's hot in uh in itunes nowadays because we're not new and noteworthy anymore we've We've become too old to be a new and noteworthy, but we are in the what's hot section in our uh, in the training section. So I really appreciate you guys sharing this out. The numbers keep getting bigger and bigger. Let's keep sharing it. Keep putting it on Facebook. Keep putting it on Twitter. Keep putting it on LinkedIn. Let's keep sharing. If you think somebody could benefit from this, send it directly to them. Say, hey, you need to listen to it. Don't forget, you can like us on Facebook and more importantly, Go to yourmoneyright.com and register on the website. The membership site is now open. The first course is in there. I'll be adding more stuff as we go. Of course, many of you know I'm studying right now, so we're still doing that. So things are going a little bit slower than I planned, but that is now open. Go get it. Go enjoy it. If you're ready to get your money right, go take the roadmap to get your money right. It's a mini course that I put in there. Transcripts and worksheets and all that stuff is coming. But if you go right now, you'll learn what you need to do with your money, get some clarity behind your money, and you'll have no more confusion about what to do next, and then after that, and then after that. And I even talk about why you need to do each particular thing in each particular order. So go and get that. Go register, yourmoneyright.com. Again, thank you so much for listening. It's an absolute pleasure for me to do this. And I hope you got something out of your time spent with me today because I truly believe we're not good with money because we don't talk about money and I hope this show is changing that again thank you so much for listening and god bless MPS, 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 MPS. I said